Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Colossians 1.28 through 2.7 called Complete in Christ. To discourage means you take courage out of people. Which are you? It depends on the day and the freeway traffic, frankly. <laughs> right? But, we, but Paul was an encourager. He says, look, I want them to be knit together in love. How many of you ladies are knitters? Raise up your hand if you knit. My grandmother was a knitter. My wife is an ex- ex- excellent seamstress. And often those who knit make stuff for other people, sweaters, for dogs. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> but my grandma would make blankets, and the, the idea of the knitting was to cover you. It was a, it, the knitting project was often with somebody else in mind. Amen? I'm, oh, I'm going to make this for so-and-so. I'm going to make this for so-and-so's new baby. I'm going to make this to cover up my grandson, etc. It's an act of love. Well, Paul says, I want you guys to be knit together. Francis Schaeffer said, the ultimate apologetic of the church is our unity. And can you imagine if if you were a fly on the wall in the Colossian church and you heard people debating these ideas? Like, what do you believe? Do you believe in the esoteric knowledge? Do you think that we need to start to use these secret symbols in science? Do you think we have to read these extra books? Because they say that unless you have the secret knowledge, you really can't be in, and Christ is not enough. What do you think? I don't know. I, I disagree. I, back and forth and up and down it would go. And Paul says, you better stay together because the devil is a divider. And he often uses false doctrine. Somebody gets on a hobby horse about a particular doctrine. It could be... Uh, a doctrine of, you know, Calvinism or, or Arminianism or uh, timing of the rapture. And they take an essential, uh, non-essential, and move it to the point of an essential. And often churches are divided. Paul says, I want you to be knit together. Uh, my wife has a sign. Uh, it says, a day hemmed in prayer will not come undone, will not unravel. There you go. A day hemmed in prayer will not unravel. That's a good one. Go to Colossians 3, look at verse 14. Colossians 3, 14. Oh, go back to verse 13. It says, bearing with one another, 3, 13, forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. And beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. So Paul says, I want you to be knit together in love because the false teachers are trying to divide you guys. And don't you understand this is what the enemy does? I want you to attain, look at verse 2, chapter 2, all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery that is Christ himself. If you want to know, if you want to just have it boiled down, there's no hidden stuff you need. The secret has been revealed. God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, God put his love on display at the cross. God's not keeping it secret. Christ lived in the very history in which we are now walking. Those of us who go to Israel next March will walk on ground where he walked. We will sail on waters that he walked on. 
We will see that in the very history in which we are embedded, archaeological manuscript and other evidences for the God of the Bible. In fact, the evidence is all around us. Paul says, I want you to know. I want you to have this full assurance. I don't want you to be captivated by these false arguments. For in Jesus Christ, verse 3, chapter 2, are hidden how many? All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Who must Christ be? Think about it. Who must Christ be if all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him? He must be God. And that's exactly who he is. He is God. He is the repository, the great storehouse of all riches and spiritual wisdom, the massive ignots, as one writer puts it, of solid gold, which when coined into creeds and doctrines are the wealth of the church. It's all in Christ. You don't have to go anywhere else. It's all in him. They're hidden in him. See the word hidden there? It's apocryphos. It's where we get the idea of the apocryphal books or the apocrypha. Has the idea of hidden here. And some scholars believe that Paul's using an idea in the false teachers. The false teachers said there was secret hidden knowledge that you had to climb up a stairwell to a smoky room and there would be hooded figures there and with the right code and the right uh, uh, secret passage words. What's the secret passage? Uh, I don't know, double-double? Yeah, okay, you can come in. It's almost lunchtime, sorry. And, And now we'll reveal to you the secret of all secrets. You can now be in the club. Wait a minute. I thought the secret was revealed and the secret is Christ. Amen? I thought the mystery was now fully revealed. Oh, but there's something more. Yes, it's found here in this hidden treasure chest in this little book only in our church and only in the corner, the southwest corner of our building. What? No, we have 66 books and the mystery has been revealed, baby. Amen? And it's this. Christ is the repository of all wisdom and all knowledge. And if someone tries to sell you a bill of goods and say, oh, well, you may have heard that in the Christian church that Christ is enough, but there's another book you need to read. In fact, there's a four-volume set. And for three easy payments... (laughs) Don't you love how they're always easy payments? When someone else is paying you, it's easy. They're painless. Every time I receive a check, it's totally painless. For three easy installments of $49.99, you too can have the secret. How many of you have been up late at night and you must confess? Go ahead. It's good for the soul. You made a purchase like this. Oh, wow. Or... They sold you the pill, you know, the singular pill where you'll lose 20 pounds in a month. Just take this. Can't eat anything else. (laughs) Oh, it's everywhere, folks. And it's not just the world, it's religion. Oh, you thought that just believing in Jesus was enough? Oh, wait a minute. And the cults and the false teachers multiply over the generations. And it's the same old song and the same old lies. Oh, Christ just isn't enough. Well, what more would you need if in him all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found? What would you add to that if all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in him? What more would you need if he's God? Nothing. 
Nothing. And so Christ is the one where you find wisdom. Wisdom is often defined as practical, applying knowledge, practically speaking, for life, for spiritual life. And this, uh, scholars would agree, is the high point of the letter. H.A. Uh, Ironside says, it's not necessary to go elsewhere. That is to investigate human systems or philosophies to find an explanation of the mystery of the universe and the relationship of the creator to his creatures. As we learn to know Christ better and understand the truth concerning him, ultimately every question is answered. Every perplexity is made clear. Every doubt is dissolved. Why turn aside to idle speculations, no matter how pretentious, when God has spoken in his Son and given his holy word to lead us by the Spirit into all truth? Why would you go there? And yet, there are people who are captivated constantly. Do you know that it's been said by cult experts that the biggest door to the cults is the back door of Christian evangelical churches? Where people come into the church and somehow get convinced by a cult or a cultic movement that Christ simply is not enough. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. And so people are not rooted and grounded in Christ, and this is where we're going, and they get captivated by cults, frankly, just to be quite candid, because they don't know their Bibles. They just don't know their Bibles. I'm amazed at how quickly people can be sold a bill of goods by a slick-talking religious representative, and people lack discernment because they often don't know their Bible. Paul says in Colossians 2.4, I say this in order that no one may delude you. The word delude there is to be persuaded or cheated by a false argument. It's a word used in the law courts for a persuasive argument from a lawyer. Lawyers are good. <laughs> you know, if you get a good lawyer, you could probably get out of almost anything. You just got to come up with enough money. And they can be very persuasive. Paul says, I don't want you to be deluded with a persuasive argument. If there's a silver-tongued person telling you something that's against Scripture, believe the Bible. For even though, verse 5, I am absent in body, uh, nevertheless I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. These are both military terms. Good discipline speaks of uh, walking uh, in an orderly arrangement as a shoulder, as a soldier, shoulder to shoulder. And stability speaks of uh, a battalion with their shields together or over them, protecting them as they are stable against attacks. And finally, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, Colossians 2.6, so walk in him. You might say, okay, this, this, is, this is interesting, Pastor Michael, and it's interesting about the false teachers at Colossae, but what do I do with all this? I live in Corona. Yeah, well, this applies to those in Corona and those in Colossae. Here's what it is. If you've received the Lord, the word for received there is a word, you've taken him in, he's become your Lord and Savior. If that's you, here's what you do. If you've therefore, or as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so, what's your Bible say? Walk in him. It doesn't sound too complicated until you try it. Right? Doesn't it sound easy? Just walk. Just walk. Walk has the idea of a direction. Walk by faith, not by sight. Walk with God. But the word walk is a synonym for live. It's you've received Christ as Lord, now live in him. 
walk out. You know, we, we like to call people sometimes that if their talk and walk don't measure up, we, we, we call them out, right? Oh, practice what you preach. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Hey, Pastor Michael and the team really appreciate you listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to bring you the truth of God's Word and help you apply it to your life. To equip you when people in your community have questions, not to throw the truth in their faces, but to have an answer for the hope you have inside you. Would you please help us with something? Would you please reach out to us today to tell us how Walk in Truth has been a blessing to you? We have a church board, and they would love to hear from our listeners. They want to know how this ministry is reaching you. We would love to know how Pastor Michael's messages have helped you day to day, or even just this one time if you're a first-time listener. Please take a couple moments to either call us and leave us a message or email us. The number is 844-48-TRUTH or you can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. That's 844-48-TRUTH, 844-48-TRUTH or contact at walkintruth.com. And thank you so much and God bless. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Battalion with their shields together or over them, protecting them as they are stable against attacks. And finally, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, Colossians 2.6, so walk in Him. You might say, okay, this, this is... This is interesting, Pastor Michael, and it's interesting about the false teachers at Colossae, but what do I do with all this? I live in Corona. Yeah, well, this applies to those in Corona and those in Colossae. Here's what it is. If you've received the Lord, the word for received there is a word, you've taken him in, he's become your Lord and Savior. If that's you, here's what you do. If you've therefore, or as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so, what's your Bible say? Walk in him. It doesn't sound too complicated until you try it, right? Doesn't it sound easy? Just walk. Just walk. Walk has the idea of a direction. Walk by faith, not by sight. Walk with God. But the word walk is a synonym for live. It's you've received Christ as Lord, now live in him. Walk out. You know, we we like to call people sometimes that if their talk and walk don't measure up, we, we, we call them out, right? Oh, practice what you preach. Let your walk and your talk go hand in hand. But I'm not sure we always apply that to ourselves. He says, you've received the Lord. Now walk in him. Walk by the Spirit, says Paul, Galatians 5.16, and you will not carry out the desires of your flesh. Here's the image behind me. It's that of a tree. Everybody take a look up on the screen. What, something I've learned about trees, and I don't know a whole lot about them, is that what you see above the ground is roughly equivalent to the root system that you cannot see below the ground. So what you see going on in someone's life, if you see a fruitful life, if you see a person who's on fire producing fruit, there's a reason. And the reason is their roots go deep. A tree's productivity, stability, fruit producing, everything that it is, 
is all about its root system and the nourishment that it gleans from those deep roots. Your Christian life and the fruitfulness that will follow is all about your root system. And the deeper your roots go, every time you walk into this place and you hear the word of God, as long as your heart is open and you're good soil, every time you open your Bible, every time you pray, every time you worship, your roots are going a little bit deeper and deeper and deeper. And then when the wind blows and the storms come, the tree won't go down. Why? Because its roots are deep. Paul says, having been firmly rooted, this is a horticultural uh, image from plant life, firmly rooted and being built up is really from the architectural or construction world. So when you're firmly rooted, then you're built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed. And notice, one of the good markers or ways to tell fruitfulness is whether you're overflowing with, verse 7, gratitude. Do you know that gratitude is a great um, way to resist false teaching. Here's why. When you are a person of gratitude, you're complete. Amen? A grateful person is a person who feels complete. So instead of saying, you know what, if only I had this to drive. Do you know somebody who, who lives in the if only world? If only traffic would be lighter on the freeway today. It's never light on the freeway, right? If only they live in this world and look, it often springs from a feeling of incompleteness, but when you're overflowing with gratitude, it means your root system is deep. Ironside again says, as a tree sends its roots deep down into the soil, They would draw on hidden resources or sources of supply, all centered in Christ. And as a building founded on a rock is firmly established, they would recognize Christ as their only foundation. Completeness and gratitude go hand in hand. How deep are your roots, would you say, today? If you're moving in the right direction and they're going deeper instead of getting shallower, you're in good shape. You're growing. We all start out as a little sapling. (laughs) I won't even dig that out further. But we all start somewhere. And the question isn't, you know, if you're some huge tree dropping fruit into everybody's life. The issue is, are you growing? And if you are, gratitude will be one of those major markers. Paul says, I want you to overflow with gratitude. Father, we are grateful for this Mother's Day and we want to express our gratitude for you, our Heavenly Father, and for all of those who have experienced um, a special relationship with their mom and for those who did not, I pray that you would meet them where they are and minister to their hearts. Lord, for this precious congregation, For those who have come into this place on this day to hear from you, I pray that their roots will go deeper as a result of being here. I pray that as they do, we'll be more fruitful in our lives. We'll have more sense of contentment and gratitude. We'll look at the blessings around us and not the things we don't have, but the things we do have. 
And we'll enjoy every day that we get to wake up, there's breath in our lungs, and we get to be about kingdom business. Make us kingdom men and kingdom women. Let us keep our eyes on Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. And with your head bowed, your heart bowed before Christ, if you have not met him, if you want to know these realities in your personal walk, if you've moved away from Christ, maybe you have felt incomplete, empty, you felt a lot like Solomon, you've chased a lot of things and they've never truly satisfied. You can be complete right now. Completion is literally a prayer away because Christ will come in if you will open your heart. It's something like this and I would encourage you Don't let this moment pass you by if you have not met Christ, something like this. Pray it out loud. Jesus, save me. Come into my life. I believe that you came to this earth to die on that cross for me, to rise from the dead. I put my faith and trust in you as Lord, Savior, and God. I repent of my sin. Place my faith in you. Please save me. Make me complete in Christ and give me a new heart and a new start. You've been listening to Complete in Christ, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Colossians 1, 28 through 2, 7. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the Living Truth app is a great way to stay up to date with what we're doing here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Bible studies, family events, and of course, worship services. If you're out of the area, the LT app has a lot for you too. You can watch and listen to Pastor Michael's latest teachings. Download the Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now here's Pastor Michael. Well, the bottom line is that if you feel incomplete, you can be complete in Christ. You know, there is indeed, I think Ecclesiastes backs this up. There's a God-shaped hole in all of us. God, to put it the way Ecclesiastes does, has put eternity in our hearts. And I think what that means is that we're going to have a sense that there's something more transcendent, more profound that we should be searching out and living for. And it's, it's the human dilemma. It's something we feel in our soul. Money can't do it. Building programs can't do it. You know, pleasure, possessions, none of that can do it. But once we know the God who made us, we will find completeness. Now, you might be thinking, you know, I I don't feel that way at all. I feel incomplete. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know where I'm going. Well, the Bible answers all those questions, and they're found in Christ. All the answers are found in the person of Christ. Won't you trust in him today? You know, he is really a prayer away. Uh, He's made it very simple for us to decide to ask him in. It's the most profound decision that you can ever make, but a child can do it. In fact, we're told that we have to have childlike faith, and that really means we've got to trust him. And maybe maybe you've had issues with trust. Maybe that's right there, the nail on the head. Is God trustworthy? Yes, he is. And if you ever doubt how much he loves you, just look at the cross again. God put his love on display at the cross, and he loves you. 
That's what John 3.16 says. He loves the whole world that he made. And he sent his son because he loves you. There's a God in heaven who loves you. And he's asking you to trust him today, to turn and repent of sin and place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can simply say the words with your eyes open, even if you're driving, Lord Jesus, I'm going to trust you today. Would you make me complete in Christ? Would you forgive me of my sin? I believe that Jesus died for my sin. I believe he rose from the dead to justify me. I repent. I receive you, Lord. Be my Lord, my Savior, my God, my King. Hey, if you prayed that prayer or maybe rededicated your life, we'd really love to know. You can reach out to us a couple different ways. 844-48-TRUTH is the number. 844-48-TRUTH. Or if you go to walkintruth.com, that's the radio website, you can send us a message and just say, hey, I decided to trust the Lord today or rededicated my life. It, It blesses us when we hear from our listeners. Hey, if you're a longtime listener and you're being blessed by the content of these messages, we'd also like to know. You can send us a note at walkintruth.com. This is Pastor Michael Lance. This is Walk in Truth. Lord willing, we'll see you right here tomorrow as we do a message called C28. And we talk about worldly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. We need heavenly wisdom. More on that tomorrow. See you here. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Colossians 2, 8 through 15, called C28. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.